I'll just make uh, two announcements before we begin. Uh, number one, for those of you who are here for the after sheer discussion with the uh, strange Estragon that are coming in, the Estragon were strange, the price was, was on. Uh, so I'm uh, to went out to buy me a few samples. We're going to be dissecting it and getting back to you, but keep in mind that you can't tell an Esser Gmorgov by its secondary simonim. The direction of the uh, seeds, the pits, and the other things. You, you can sometimes tell from the roots, but that's not happening. You didn't buy me the tree. You didn't come back with the... Uh, you'd, have to, you'd have to fly. You'd have to fly out to Morocco. So we're going to... Uh, we're gonna. You brought me some also. Okay, and I have six samples. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna discuss it. Uh, this is the last year for night seder before Sukkot. We will be amidst Hashem continuing. Just look out for the announcement. It's not going to be right afterwards. Probably uh, within a week. Even though you always tell me Balabatim shouldn't have Ben Asmanim, and I take the Moser, but uh, we'll, we'll see how quickly everybody gets on their feet. We will. We are attempting to have a Novi Shir Sunday morning, uh, assuming I have a voice. If you daven hard enough for me, I will, uh, will Mitzvah Shem uh, try to get it in. The, uh, the old minigin yeshivas was brought down, not just for yeshivas, for shuls. It's the daven five minutes earlier on the morning after Yom Kippur. So that's not on the schedule. But if we have a shear where we normally wouldn't have, maybe that'll be uh, certainly just as good, if not even better. Let's go back to the last... Paragraph, we're also going to announce that before Neelah, remind everybody, we will be having our second uh, Kirsh Levana at 10 p.m. So in case you're not here and you're driving back in your regular shoes, having eaten an eight Abdullah, is an Indian to come back, and it gives you at least uh, an hour and a half or so. Okay, page two of the Shemir Salashan, we were discussing last night the Indian to stay out of Machlekes and all the other horrible things that come with it, the context over here in terms of keep it of aim is even though your parents are asking you to take sides and get involved, you should not be getting involved, not taking sides with your parents, even, the Chavaz Chaim says, if you think they might be right because you might have a jaded view, and even if your father will be upset, and even from B'nai Kairach, although usually your father hopefully will not be involved in Machlik as like Kairach was, even if you have to give cover to the other side, like they stood up for Moshe Rabbeinu, even though the father would be upset, they did the right thing, and from there, they were able to have some clarity at the last moment to do tshuva, and that was Esiat Deshmaya. This includes maybe a Kavachimer not to get involved and take sides on the between your father and your mother, whether they're married or they're not. Unless you are very sure or pretty sure that you can really make a Reshim, and the Reshim you're making when it's a Machlik to somebody else, which is the paragraph we included last night on page two, the second paragraph is that if you happen to be in the supanim lavev, which means he's really going to listen to you, is a very good chance to listen to you, and you can satam al then you should try. Again, with the parents that are Leilena fighting themselves, you better be even more sure, because getting involved can really put you between a rock and a hard place, and Ruvain, who tried his best, still had some uh, major consequences from it. The Chavetz Chaim concludes in the bottom paragraph with the general chiv to get involved to try to and Machlekes. There is a Syria Shiloh. I'm sure we discussed it once in one of our Chesha Mishpachirim. But uh, everybody knows by now there's an Issa Dereis of Chukosam. Not Chukosam. Chukosam. Is this the right Chukosam? That's not what I want to discuss. This is the Reis of the name of Lo Akum, which means you cannot go to secular court. 
and you can't have somebody else slap somebody else's secular court, and you have to go to Basin with very few exceptions. Basin gives you a shush, the other guy's not listening, then you can enforce it in secular court. By now, hopefully, most people know that. What is not that uh, clear is the situation where machalikism are going on and people try to get involved, they should, per the next paragraph we're about to see, to make shalom. Even out of Basin, just sit the two friends down and try to put everybody's head together, sometimes knock everybody's head together, and wake everybody up and say, this isn't worth it, and this is causing a lot of collateral damage. Can one go to arbitration? So there's a misconception out there that you can, because arbitration is not it's arbitration. The problem is, there's arbitration, there's arbitration. The regular arbitration, which has a whole club, is an arbitration uh, society, and there are rules and regulations of arbitration, even though arbitration should be just most of the time, the arbitrators are retired attorneys and judges. And most of the time, they're following secular law because that's what they know. That's a problem. The Isser is following secular law when there's a Mishpat, not only going into the Akkoshalakum. And that's often overlooked. I've had a many times people tell me, oh, don't worry, it's only arbitration. And I've seen the decisions, I've seen the cases, I've seen the decisions, and most of them are heavily based on precedent and secular common law and makes sense from where they're coming from. Can you can you agree? Can I agree with you? I don't want to use me and you. Ruven and Shimon, who was getting in trouble. Ruven and Shimon agreed. Tonight, Kofel, tonight, Kedil If we ever get into a fight, we both agree, believe Shalom to go to secular court. That's the answer You can't agree on that. So, in our course, if the people doing the arbitration are doing it based on, they tell you that. They, they tell you with our training and our decisions. That's why retired judges and retired attorneys are good at this. They say their decisions are based on the secular training and the secular laws they have, not just common sense. Now, I'm not saying there's no room for that. You can have minigam adinig, minigam seicherim. Okay, but Dayanam can use that also. But if their decisions are made on their secular training, that's a problem. So to, to, to be makayim this din, that we're about to read about solving machalikas, but send them just to arbitration, you've got to be careful not all arbitration equated equal. We have an attorney over here. Yes. Uh, so I just want to point out, it's not just because of their training. Yeah, there are rules and regulations. Yes, yes, yes. That's the problem. A hundred percent. And it's the strangest thing. I told this to people. I showed this to people. You understand? I researched it, and they say, "Yeah, but it's, it's not cool." Not you know, just big pillars with those big, you know, wearing the wigs and and one thing. And say, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like eighty percent of what it is, and they bend. It's more informal. So they get them quicker. They come around too quicker. It's not cheaper. Things like that. That's a problem. They're bound by the they're bound by rules that their own arbitration rules set up, and it's uh, largely based on secular law. That's not that's not regular pshara. Yes. No, so they, they give you choices. They say, do you want din, which is not advisable? Because everybody always thinks they're right. They're going to clean up. And then they offer you pshara karva din. Pshara karva din does not mean. I always like repeating this. I'm glad. I'm glad you threw in the question. Uh, most of uh, the potential uh, litigants tell me, I don't know, go to Basin, I can also do math. I'm asking him for a million, he says he owes me nothing. The diet's going to tell me half a million. I can divide by two also. That's ridiculous. That's not what Pshar is. Pshar can come out 50%, but most often not. Because that's the Pshar of Kar of the Din. Got to figure out what the Din is first. And sometimes. Not if you're following secular law, not if you're bound to follow secular law. Yes, 
you can use the English word call arbitrary, but it's called pshara, and it has to be invested with the anim. That's the whole chiluk. So I'm just going into this. I mean, this is a major thing. I'm just I'm mentioning it because this is a very common thing, and they don't know what uh, attorney uh, Rosenberg Esquire just uh, confirmed, which I knew, I and mean, I've told people, I've showed people the laws. I, I, don't, I don't know where you're... It doesn't have to be. That is 90% of the time. Yes, yes. The fallback position is that's the way it's going to go, and that's the problem. You can get three nice friends of yours to sit down and hear the case and do it on Seichel and Yasher. Can't find down, they need a thing, they need a quick fix. Uh, that's not usher, as long as it's not based on their set of laws. Prominence Israel is they have, Israeli law is very complicated. It's basically one-third Jewish law, as in Talmud, they say that, one-third Turkish law and one-third British common law. That's quite a hodgepodge. So uh, we're okay with the first third. We have a big problem with uh, the second and the third third. So anyway, not a chayshimish The point is, there's a, a very, very big schus for it to get involved to try to make shalom. You just got to do it by the rules. Let's see the bottom paragraph. That should sound familiar. Even if you're pretty sure one guy's wrong and he shouldn't be starting smachlekes and he's the instigator. However, yechaz biyada filachi yeshla yechaz biyada means the guy can uh, can push it through, and um, you know you you have sometimes your witness to a machlekes that's snowballing, and you think that well it's going to settle itself. One guy, one party is stronger. Why should I get involved? Filachi yeshla adam es atzav b'chalakach alas hashalom ben astadim leis atzav b'zeh filu hu achasher should be yisrael. So uh, even if you think one guy's completely wrong and you'd rather him. Go to Basin and get punished, and the other guy's gonna wipe the floor with him. It's still better to avoid the Machlekes in the first place and get them even even Basin, certainly Akoshalakum, and puzzle arbitration when it's puzzle. But if you could just settle it beforehand, that's good for everybody. Why should people push to make the peace if it ends up becoming that they end up having conflict with the person who's trying to make shalom? But at the end of the day, we'll resolve. So the question is it depends which one has less lush her. Less bitlotera, less sinna, kinna, machlikis. So yes, I agree with you 100%. A person who gets involved is going to get hit by both sides probably at the beginning. And he's going to have to hit, not because of himself, he's going to have to hit to make the sides listen. So that, this is a mitzvah of mitzvah's nefesh, but if you feel that the crusade is worth it, that you'll be saving so much akmas nefesh for them and everybody else involved, then it would be an Indian. Most mitzvahs are like that. The, some mitzvahs take a lot of mitzvah's nefesh, and you wonder, like, uh, why did I need this? But you're inserting yourself in the way in the itself. Only if you think you can, you have a good chance of doing a good job. That's a shadow of what the percentages are. That was very big of Meshur Rabbeinu, and that's an understatement. These apikursim, the chutzpah, Meshur Rabbeinu, asked to see them, and they said, we're not coming, and uh, you took us out of a shrine, you did enough damage, enough chutzpah. Why should Meshur Rabbeinu go down? Meshur Rabbeinu said, this is really getting out of hand, and... If I can go down to them, I'll go down to them. I'll have the meeting over there, and maybe it'll help. Unfortunately, for those of our it didn't help. Almost at all costs. Doesn't mean you have to roll over and give the guy $100 million. You have to assess what is this worth, how much is the fight worth, what are the chances of winning. And you have to wrap that all into what you can afford, what you can't, and then... Uh, Ask a piece of advice what to do. 
Okay, so this is all under, if you recall, the parents not being able to ask a child to do something wrong and getting involved in Machlech cases and instead the Raisa will lead to many other Yisraim the Raisa possibly and therefore you don't have to listen to them. I just want to speak out before we go to the second set, if we even get there tonight. Uh, so a few other examples. I'm sure you'll have a few more to add so you can discuss with me after the Shir for after Sukkis. This comes up a lot. I would say, Baruch Hashem, the Shaila is coming up more. We had a scenario before the war. A lot of, hey, look at Sadiqim in Europe, but the Haskalah and the persecutions and the Arum and Arum of what was going on, they were wearing people down. A lot of people were going off. And Rahman Islam happened today, but then it was a real Makas Medina to the extent the Chafetz Chaim didn't want to give people brachas so quickly to have children. And he spelled it out. So it's amazing to us. Uh, with all the problems today, our success rate is astounding, as I've said many times. Some mm-hmm. people get upset when they hear that. They just don't like to hear good news. Ah, you're, you're sweeping things under the carpet. I said, you could take a, take a poll of any class, come back to me with the numbers, and there, there are people walking around thinking like it's a 90% failure rate. I don't know where, I mean, there are certain situations, certain classes, they're worse than others, but um, you, know, you have a son graduating uh, a yeshiva soon, his class, you know, we all have to take the sampling of the 7th or 8th grade of any, uh, I'm not saying the most right-wing yeshiva, the most left-wing yeshiva, take a, a standard, a good yeshiva, no? Uh, are the numbers uh, above 90%? Of course they are. This is, I, just, every time I say this, I will get emails on this also. I just, I, I'm not, not trying to paint a rosier picture. I'm just trying to, we should know what we have so we can thank our Kosh Baruch when we say Megdim. And it, we never lived in Europe, but if you know what's going on then, uh, it was in the other direction, the Chavetz Chaim knew it. And then the problems were not the Shailas we're going to raise now. For instance, a uh, son wants to, a uh, son or a daughter, often Yeshiva Bacham, but with girls as well, they want to take on, they want to practice certain Chumras, Certain hidurim, certain things that are, might not even be such chumras, but the parents aren't doing them. And the parents object, as I mentioned at the beginning of the sugya. Most of the time, unfortunately, and believe me, some of my best friends are parents. I'm not out to get parents. I know some of them. And I know that everybody's human, and the child wants to take on mm-hmm. something, and the parent starts objecting. Why this is like Hashem's forced nachas? What are you, what are you worried about? Most of the time, it's covered. They are insecure. The kid's going to make me look less from... And, Kid comes home, Anaya Khumri doesn't want to talk in shul. What kind of ridiculous thing is that? Never heard of something so crazy. Every time I say something, he looks at me like, uh, that's not a Khumra. <laughs> that's not a very Khumra. I'm not even talking about that. That for sure, you don't, you're allowed to be quiet even if your father's uncomfortable that you're so quiet. And even if he's uncomfortable that even though the child's not here to give the father Muslim necessarily, but I've had dealings with people and they got uncomfortable that the kid was being so quiet because, hey, you know, it's not. It's not comfortable talking around here anymore. You have to ask a question. Yes, today we have to make a low plug and bend the tree in the other direction. And I'm not big on bending trees in the other direction, you know that. But uh, it's, I, I faced the Elam to increase the terror, as you know. I have a nice tender there. So I noticed uh, whenever I do that, more people come over with Shilas. <laughs> That's not what it's for. So I, I think Gavra la Gavra, okay. Are you allowed to talk along with Gavra la Gavra? Uh, there are one or two Achorinim who are Mekol. Shouldn't be a biggest idea. The problem is how to stop when they start the next bracha. And we start very quickly in the shul because we have no mishabarachs for that reason. So you have about 21 seconds of that long. It sees very quick. Uh, probably 14 seconds. Uh, to, uh, to get that whole chakira, the whole brisketara, with the chakira and the answer and the nafkamina in 20 seconds. Uh, not likely. 
So, um, and I'm assuming that anybody I would ever see doing that is staying over some or something like that, and it wouldn't be anything else. So, the kid wants to be quiet, so why is the parent uncomfortable? He doesn't know the din. It's uncomfortable because it doesn't look good for me. So, that's percolating in the back of their minds whether they admit it or not. Kid uh, comes, and I'm saying, within reason, sometimes they just say, it's not our family minig, so why does that make you feel uncomfortable? So if it's your shtick and the kid wants to do it, and a uh, teenager, teenager's allowed to be shticky a little bit, but some of it might actually be because it helps him or her associate with a crowd that's doing this, and the crowd is good for him. So you know what? Forget the chumrah. The chumrah is not necessary, let's say. And it's not necessary to bring up now. Maybe it's not even age-appropriate. But it's not out of the stratosphere. Enough of his friends are doing it. And it's a good group, and it would be good for him to associate. That, to me, is a better reason than the chumrah itself. That's a very, it's a very sticky subject, the whole thing. People say, ah, why does I have to have to my kid associate with other people being machmer? The answer is, well, again, if they're all getting up and saying, tikkun chatzais, and they're 14 years old, and none of them are getting up for shachas, missing zan kriyashma, the parent should put his foot down and get rid of that chumrah, because that's a chumrah, that's very cool. But if a child wants to keep chal Yisrael, and you happen not to be keeping it, and you live in Muncie, New York, where you have to search to get chal Ostam, or he wants to keep pas Yisrael, we've gone through all these sugis in the last nine years. You can listen to all of them. Not such a chumrah. Shach says, if you can get Pasi Sol, you get Pasi Sol. You like uh, Arnold's. Okay. Maybe Arnold's sounds like a Jewish name, but uh, it has no use, it's not Pasi Sol. The kid wants to have so you want, to, you want your Arnold's, you want your Arnold's, and you get too. Okay, you have your Arnold's. He wants to have some uh, corns. So th- th- this is your problem? Nebuch, this is the nachas you're getting. So I, I would appeal to the parents' sense of Hakar Satelit and uh, you don't have to invite every chumrah, and, and not every chum is appropriate. Some, some of them, I would even put a stop to. If you have a shayla, say, ask your rav. Is this, maybe this is something that's not good for him, but if it's generally parv and the chumrah is brought down, and he wants to do it, the fact that you're not doing it, and you're uncomfortable with it, is usually a covered issue, and it's not so bad. With that said, I've had have lots of coolers when it comes to urgent situations. I had a, it's one, I had many of these examples. I had a kid who uh, started keeping hold of Israel, and the parents were actually okay with it, and they were cooperating, and the mother was very good with it. And one time he came home, and he's not home that often, and the mother made a whole fancy dinner with a tuna casserole with cheese and the whole nine yards, a very fancy dish. She called me up, left me a message, leaving me in tears. I don't know what to do. My son's coming home soon. I accidentally used this thing, which I now see as a Chalostam product. And she was like, ice match. So, okay, we're talking about a regular Lysisha family. They hold like Ramesha's coolers and Kormas. Ramesha said, make her dinner's mutter. It's just a nice thing to be able to keep. And here, I, I had a choice. I was either going to call the, call the kid, call back the mother. I wasn't sure who to call first. I called back the mother because she needed to calm it down. I, I told her, she started telling me this story. I said, stop there. It's fine. I got the message. I am going to call your son and tell him to eat. Doubles. Comes to a chumrah of Chol Yisrael versus Kibbutzim, like it's not much of a contest. <laughs> she's obviously she's a good lady, and she's always probably she put it in Bemezid. Then he wouldn't have might not have any Kibbutzim at all. <laughs> it's all the hachis over here. She's not, she spent four hours making dinner for her yeshiva bar who's coming home. So in a situation like that, you gotta have a fifth shulchan aruch. And I didn't take any chances; he might have unsoon that, but I called him up and I told him, by the way. This is a scenario. Don't talk to your mother about it. I'm calling you. Don't even bring it up. And tell her it's absolutely delicious. Don't tell her it's more delicious. 
because then we're looking for trouble. Tell her it's absolutely delicious, and you don't start up a kibbeh. Just work for four hours on it. So call me a makel. That's where you have to know what's a chumrah and what's not. The kid wants to uh, grow pears behind his ears. So it's, uh, as the diaries go on, class go on, it's more in style. 25 years ago, less in style, depending on the shiva, depending on the makom. So, is, and the father doesn't do what he feels uncomfortable, makes him feel inadequate. That's not a reason. Why is the kid doing it? So, if he's doing it in a shtick and it's going to, you know for sure it's going to come off in, in, in five months, okay, it's my, a little bit of a read that I have to cut them off. That's a concern. <coughs> but if it's a good chance, they'll stay, and he's doing it because there's peer pressure, no problem with that. But the kids that have it that he's associated with are good kids, not only a lot, the big mass medium, but that's what he wants to associate with. So what's the problem? Is it a chiv? No. Is it even a chumrah? In Europe, the Rabbanim had payers. Nobody else did. Uh, is it a chiv? It depends where you are from Europe. It depends. I'm not talking... Uh, they're real payers. They're Yemenite payers. Chsidish payers. Fine. So this is, this is your problem? There's not enough going on in the world. This is, this is what you stay up all night worrying about. I've told this to parents. And some of them say, yeah, I get it. And some of them sort of get it, but uh, try to fight it anyway. This is not an area to fight. So, so the Eureka was more of a chance years ago when often they, they did cut them off when they went to various professions. Today, it's so common, and it's, if you wear it right, depending on that. Hair, it's often well hidden. They're professionals with it, and it's really not. A, there's so many people doing it. Just, just a small example. And if you, um, if you, it's a family man. It's not a family. Who cares? Well, nobody's family's man. Unless your grandfather's a rub in Europe. Of course, that's everybody. Because I haven't met anybody whose grandfather wasn't a rub in Europe. So somebody had it in the family, but it wasn't the family minig. <laughs> and. Um, that's fine. Like, why should parents object to that? If parents, for some reason, after the whole Moshe Shemuz, be bent out of shape completely and really, uh, really upset about this and it's not going away, I, I would advise the kid, maybe if, it'll, if it won't affect his ruchnius. Again, now he's got it off and he feels that he's trying to do this because he really wants to gravitate to the kids that have it. Doesn't mean they're better kids, worse kids. His this is the way it is. I'm not discussing they're better, they're worse. You have to look at each matzav. And the parents have to be mature about it. But Lamaisa, if it's only a humra, and the parents are very upset, then the kid has to ask the shayla. Then it's not pushing. And uh, I have one chuvah here. He talks about chadosh. We've had shiram here on chadosh and yasha. It happens to be as humras go, chadosh and yasha is not such a humra. Rav Yishayim holds this in his deraisa, and that's the way the machaber paskins, the ramah paskins, are most of the noisy kalim. For over a thousand years, we'd be makeable because they would starve because they didn't have bumper crops and they even store the stuff, and you couldn't track the stuff. So the minute became that everybody was makel. Recently in America, matter of fact, in Muncie, Rabbi Herman brought it back and he told us how to read those funny lines in the Cheerio boxes and all the other products. And now we can read anything and decipher anything and figure out exactly who the Cheerios bubble was and which plant in Nebraska he was from. It's a pella what they put in the For a recall, they got to do this. So those funny lines on there, all those lines, all those numbers actually mean something. Not just for the cash register. So we can figure everything out, and nowadays, that was 25 years ago, nowadays they don't have to figure anything out because most of the companies are advertising Yashon, and they did the work for you. And the corns, and they, they are, the flowers Yashon, and the year where it's not an Uber year and you're safe on the bug issue, you leave the stuff around too long, the eggs can start hatching, the eggs and all these things anyway, just don't want them to hatch. So sometimes... <laughs> I'm getting the doctor nervous again. Uh, so sometimes, sometimes uh, you know, you, you gotta, you don't want to be ever on Talon for the for the hider of Yasham, but that's not such a hider. Lamaisa, 
Bacham come to me and they say they want to keep it, the parents don't want to keep it. And this is already, you have to shop a little bit longer in Muncie, not much longer. It's very available every year at Simcha's caterers, bakeries. It's very available. It's an easy hit. The Beer Loch already says when it wasn't available, that's not all or nothing. You can keep kosher in the house. Don't take that out of context. He says you can, every Kazayas is a Shaila, so keep your when you can. He said that already in Rodden when they really didn't have any food. So some people do keep it in the house when they can. It's, again, as Chumras go, it's, it's a big Indian. Lamaisa, if they're Eshlahov against it and your mother feels she can't cook, she can't buy, whether it's real or imagined, I would usually tell the kid to back down, even though it's a pretty important Chumrah, and Shaila says, is it even a Chumrah? But if Chayisrael wasn't keeping it, it's still hard to say it's Nikar Adin. Chsidim don't keep it today because they have uh, some sort of Maseira from the uh, Baal Shem Tev that relied on the Bach. The Bachel didn't apply the Tfu of Goyim. So by Chsidim, it's a non-issue, but uh, in Shailam, it's, it's a real issue and look on the Daf. It's a it's a, it's a real issue. The Bach was Mekel, and many Mostachanim held the Bach was incorrect, although they certainly uh, honored his uh, attempt to be Damlikatskhus, why no one was keeping kosher. Because this stuff is, it's a Shailavin, it's Daraisa, even a Kostar. And he was Malamitzchus. It's a great Limitzchus if it works. Mostachanim didn't hold of it. So that's why it's a, it's, a, it's a big sugya. There's one yeshiva. It's not Lashon Hara, but uh, it doesn't, not important. There's a, there's, a, there's a good yeshiva in the New York area where they tell the Bacharim they're not makbed on Chal Yisrael, although most of them probably keep it, and they are makbed on Yashem. When you first hear that as a sound bite, it sounds strange. Like Chal Yisrael is easy to get. But on paper, that's not so ridiculous, although that's not the, uh, not the prevalent many, because it's easier to makbed on Chal Yisrael because it's so readily available, including the chocolate and the ice cream, unless somebody's married to some... Swiss company by the name of and they can't get off it. And I, we discussed that in the Chal Yisrael Shir. I told them if you keep Chal Yisrael and you're still eating Hagen Das, it's still better than keeping nothing at all. Like any Chumrah, it's not all or nothing if it's only, uh, it's only a Chumrah. Uh, that's a uh, second example. Uh, third example, which is not Nagayat today, we have heated mikvahs, but Pais can have discussions about when your mother asks you and makes you promise you're not going to go into a freezing cold mikvah in January, like break the ice and go in for uh, your tefillah before Shabbos. Those who are table before Shabbos every day take it pretty seriously. It's still a chumrah. Tefillah's Ezra, as we spoke about in, about five years ago, we had a share in it. It's also a chumrah, although that's more of a more of an Indian because their sheet is a whole that the Takana wasn't movutal. So that um, some who keep Tefillah's Ezra and don't keep uh, the mikvah every morning. For some people just Arab Shabbos. What? For, for those who say that you have to keep it. So Nobody says you have to keep it. There's no it sheet to the wall. We don't pass like that. We pass in its bottle. But those but are Rishonim, for them it was halachim? Uh, for those Rishonim, yes. But, but we still have to, you have to figure out where everything is. Is it a chumr or not? One of the nafkamim is, is, besides you have to keep it, is keep it over And here the mother makes you uh, make a shvua. You're not going to do it. You're going to catch cold and catch pneumonia. So in the olden days, this is a problem. And they say over that the Arizal, who was very big on going to the mikvah, was told by his mother not to do it in very cold weather. I don't know how cold it got in Svas. I do know the Arizal's mikvah is so cold, I still remember the pain shooting up my leg when I first went in. I don't know how they keep it so cold. It's freezing. It's still like that. I've been there many years. It's freezing. So uh, his mother told him, I don't want you doing it in the, I guess, you know, during the winter months could get chilly and uh, it's a And he listened. That's the report. I wasn't there. But he understood. At the end of the day, this is a chumran, this is a keep it up aim. On that note, I'm sure there'll be many examples. Remind me after Sukkis, uh, the example when you're growing a beard and your mother doesn't like it. Maybe we'll